There we go. All right, Burke, you ever had one of those nights where you show up at the ballpark and you think, you know, the roof is open here, everything's nice, and then you find out that Tim Mesa is undergoing an MRI at some point, may have already had it, and we should maybe know more about that later tonight or tomorrow, and then you're sitting up in the press box in left field, you're looking down to the bullpen, you can't see any number 68 anywhere. And then you find out that Jordan Romano is down for the night. And I'm sitting here thinking, all right, here comes the team, the Blue Jays. They can't hit or haven't been hitting. <laughs> and they've got Yusei Kikuchi facing his former team. And uh, the bullpen's going to be short of, well, let's face it, two guys who were among your top relievers. Yet, lo and behold, the Toronto Blue Jays pull off a 6-2 win, a night where they needed the offense to show up, Kevin Barker. The offense did just that. Yeah, well, again, it's it's you know it always starts with starting pitching. You say Kikuchi, uh, he had good fastball command tonight. We talk about that. It's that's his best pitch is his fastball, and you can tell he's starting to get you know where he's wanting to throw that with conviction. He's not shaking off as much like when he first got here to, to secondary pitches. What did he throw? He threw 56 fastballs. He threw 33 of them for strikes. That's a big deal, right? It's uh you know he faced 22 batters. He threw nine strike ones. Now that could have a little. He needs to do a little better with that. You know you pitch better obviously when you have the you know you're ahead in the count but can you argue the fastball some of those he overthrew which is you know still a work in progress uh the slider was a decent pitch for him he got what did he get he had he had uh, four swing and misses off the slider which that's not too bad that's still a work in progress can he throw that with two strikes he's trying to work into that he threw seven change-ups he had a couple of swing and miss a strike three pitches on his changeup, which that's pretty decent with you know with all the things that he's been through all the mechanical changes the eliminating the cutter which he was in love with how can you argue with what he's doing he's going out there and you know he was exactly i think what pete walker envisioned him being doing it with conviction that's what it's all about that finish that grunting we saw that tonight he can build off of that and, and have some confidence to it in, in his next start all right as i mentioned we uh, will await further word in jordan romano or tim mazen now i should say jordan romano was in the bullpen we could see him the, from the left field press box. He was in the bullpen. He looks like he showed up around the fourth inning. He was in uniform. Uh, he was shadow throwing. He was on the mound, shadow throwing. He was stretching. He was doing what Jordan Romano usually does during the game. Didn't see him actually get on the mound to throw the ball. And, and, and I mean, the way the game played out, obviously, Adam Simber came in uh, after, you know, Ross Stripling pitched for the first time in the dog's age. And, I mean, the rust was evident. <laughs> You know, I mean, they, they were they were short-staffed tonight, and uh, this at least gives them a little breathing room. And you know, now we just wait and see. We wait and see what the doctors what the doctors are going to have to say about it. What, sure, it is. How do how do you man? You know, Mesa. I think. Look, I think we saw Ryan Barucki tonight, and if if Tim Mesa's out, if Tim Mesa's out for more than a couple of weeks, and he is on the IL, Ryan Barucki becomes important because he can give you that that lefty out of the bullpen. Uh, Kev, what are they? How do they manage that? Let's say it's longer than a couple of weeks because it is an inflamed uh, forearm. And, I mean, you know, inflamed forearms are, you know, what people say about them, what they typically lead to. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's hope that's – let's knock on wood and hope that's not the case. But um, how, how do they manage this? Because this is already a bullpen. We've talked about There's not a lot of swing and miss stuff here. It's not. Well, I think the, fir the first guy for me in the way, way would be Jimmy Garcia. Is Jimmy Garcia uh, 
you know, have enough confidence in him to go to him when it matters the most. And and it seems to me like they trust him in big spots, no matter what part of the game it, it is. If the big part of the lineup's coming up and they, you know, are close, tied, have the lead, he seems to be getting the baseball. This, for me, screams offense needs to step up, right? They, they yeah. for me, took a little bit of step forward tonight when it comes to runners to scoring position. Three for nine, I mean, is that, that that's better than going 0 for 9. I mean, we we could, sure we could look at it that way. <laughs> sure we, we could look at it that way you know that's that's a step in the right direction but it's this just screams uh having better at bats they had a little a few more better at bats tonight they still left a lot of guys on base which is you know sort of been their mo all season it just looks to me like tonight they they made a effort to at least try not to expand they did still did it sometimes like you're still gonna you know because your Hernandez had a horrible at bat he did at bat he had was just awful it is, but you're getting it from funky angles, right? You're getting it from down under, and I mean, you know, a big tall guy like that, it's very hard to to zone up, let the ball travel, and try and hit that ball the other way. It's almost impossible to do that. So that's a pretty tough at bat for him. But with all things considered, the way they've been the entire season, this is a good step forward. But man, sure you, me- you you mentioned the the bullpen. If if there's any time for this offense to start getting hot and blatty, hey. You could tell Vladdy's fighting, whatever Vladdy's fighting, whether it's mechanical, whether it's he's not seeing the ball out of the hand, whether it's a combination of those two things. And, you know, he, he does take some some dry swings on the on-deck circle that make you wonder that maybe he's fighting some things and still trying to connect the two. He does have some start and stop in his, in his little gather there. That's something he needs to, you know, get back into where he start mashing baseballs. But. Let's not worry about the bullpen. Let's start scoring some more runs. Make Charlie's job a little bit easier. Jeff? First first of three games against the Seattle Mariners, followed by the Cincinnati Reds with an off day in between a Thursday. The Jays are now 19-7 and after tonight's 6-2 win. So many things to talk about. The numbers are 416 870 590 star 590 Want to talk about the bullpen? What would you do? Again, let's 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 assume again, the fact that Jordan Romano was here and in and in uniform and and even though we didn't see him throw a ball, I mean, you know, keep your fingers crossed. There may be something there. But what would you do? How would you handle this? How would you handle this if you were Charlie? I think Barker's right. I think the first thing you really need to do is you really need the offense to step up. So four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety. Maybe you want to talk about Yusei Kikuchi. I think he's turned the corner. I know it's early in the year, but we've seen – put it this way. We looked, Kevin. We gave you, say, Kikuchi come after the first start, and we started to hear what the Jays were doing with him to change him around. You, you, you almost mentally have some checkpoints for you, say, Kikuchi. And I would argue that in the last two starts, he's basically ticking all the boxes. For me, anyhow. And all I'm looking for with this guy – is give me an outing that you can build on. Well, the past couple of outings now, I'm looking at you, say Kikuchi, and I got no problem sending you, say Kikuchi, out there. Let's let's remember too all the changes that that Pete Walker and the Blue Jays organization have asked him to do while coming over here. And oh, by the way, we want you to go out there and give us six scoreless. It's not the easiest thing to do, but you can tell he's got an idea out there. He knows what it feels like when it's not going very well. He can correct it a little bit quicker now. You can see that in game. That's a big deal for him. And he continues to throw that fastball like he threw it tonight. He'll be fine. Brendan in Winnipeg, you want to talk about Bo Bichette's big night, and uh, boy, it certainly was in the field and certainly at the plate. 
Absolutely. He was uh, he was crushing some pitches today, getting the foot down, getting it singing. As Barkley Atta boy. Atta boy. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it is uh, really, if you take a look at his numbers overall this year, his quality of contact has been exactly the same almost as what he's done last year. He's just, I, I feel like Bo, out of anybody in this lineup, has been the biggest guy who's just hit into some bad luck. Well, like, he's hit you're some talking balls about screws, yeah. Spraying, he sprang the ball all over the ballpark. Like uh, you're talking, exit velo is is up, and just he's he's pounding pitches, just just right into some gloves right now is just awful. But I mean, like. That that's that's the game of baseball. Sometimes you're going to hit into some outs. Sometimes you're going to drive the ball. So I feel like his his approach has turned the point from when it was in April, where it was just he looked a well, little in between, honestly. And now you know, he's, he's getting he's just lining everything. Yeah, and what we're seeing. Look at tonight: home run, left field, single, right field, single, right uh, to center field. And I'll tell you, I don't know how you guys saw it, but again, the press box at the Rogers Center is in left field, so we get a different uh, we get a different point of view than perhaps you're seeing at home and uh, with the camera. But that six three, that play he made on Ty France's bouncer, there were only three umpires working the game today. For whatever reason, one of the umpires, whether it was medical reason or whatever, didn't show up. So the umpires had to reposition themselves. And if you look at that play, he literally, like it looks like he almost bobbles the ball in double clutches. That's because he almost ran into the umpire. There's nothing anybody can do. I mean, that's just the way the umpire was positioned and where the ball was hit. But when you look at that play a couple of times, Kevin, and Ty France is a guy, that I mean, he wears everybody out, but he really wears out this team. That play there. And the pitches we saw from Jimmy Garcia in that inning, that to me is the turning point of the game. I, I understand that they got add on offense, and Alejandro Kirk had the type of at bat that is going to make him a folk hero for at least the next month in the city because that's the way we roll. But that play by Bichette, I think, Kevin, that, that was, and, and, and Garcia's performance, that was really big for this team. Br- Br- Brendan, that prevented an inning from getting out of control. Sure did. Brendan, I think, is all over, too. Uh, he has been hitting some baseballs hard. If he, if he could take anything away from what he, was, he did tonight offensively, just get a good pitch to hit. Like, you know, whenever he takes those swings on pitches that are four or five inches up or four or five inches off the plate and he, he steps out and he shakes his head, I don't think he's shaking his head because he's mechanically off or he's late or something. He's he's shaking his head because he swung at a bad pitch. And if yes. anything would tell him after leaving tonight, if I just get a good pitch to hit, and Brendan's right about the exit velocity and all those things, just imagine. Sounded like Dante. Deal. That's what Dante was telling just, us, right? Just, ima- just imagine if he can consistently lay off the pitcher's pitch and get his pitch, what he could do with all the bat speed and the hand-out coordination, all the things he had. Yeah, he had, a, he had a good night on both sides of the ball, and I get back to that. They're going to need him to get hot. And I and I will say this, Jeff. I, I, I'm going to throw this out to you. I, I think he might have been one of the guys, too, that says he didn't want to hit clean up. He wants to hit second. I, I, I know okay. a little bit of that right. at home. I do think a little bit of that at home, too, is it has something to do with Vladdy because, you know, he, does, he doesn't want to feel rushed coming in after the first inning. He's got to find his batting glove. Some words I like garb I got to put on, and I got to rush up to the plate, and he doesn't like that. But I do think Bo feels comfortable hitting behind George in front of Vladdy, and 
I think you're seeing a little bit of that tonight, and, and Brendan's all over. I like his call. Good job. Well, it was it was interesting, too, hearing Charlie before the game today. He was asked about the lineup because the lineup was back to what it was before George Springer missed a couple of games with his injury. And it was back to Springer leading off and Bichette hitting second and Vladdy third. And, and you know, Charlie really didn't give much of an answer pregame. He basically said, well, you know, the bottom line is somebody's somebody's got to get hot. Kevin, I want to ask you this, though. Uh, this is the first game with the roof open. We saw two balls get out of here. We saw Matt Chapman's ball to dead center get out of here. Now, obviously, we're not meteorologists, and, you know, it wasn't hot and humid or anything tonight or anything like that. I'm wondering, though, because we are talking about this humidor and the the difference in balls. I wonder if it may play a little differently here with the roof open. Because i got to tell you, I know, listen, I've covered a lot of baseball. I pay no attention to what happens in batting practice. But, Bark, in batting practice today, Matt Chapman hit a ball off the, like, there's the center field scoreboard right above the WestJet flight deck. There's the, to the left of that, there's the Budweiser sign. I know this is just batting practice. Kevin, he hit the board beside the main scoreboard on a line. He hit it, and it dropped. Yep, and it that, stopped batting practice. Like, literally, guys were just just stopped batting practice. And I that, don't know if it's got something to do with the roof being open or whatever, Kevin. I don't that, know. Maybe. Now, now, remember, those balls that they're hitting, they're using in batting practice were last year's baseballs. Get them back, rem- then. Now, now back. remember. Now, remember that. <laughs> I would love to I would love to come on here with you and say that, you know, the, the roof being open, all of a sudden the Blue Jays are going to start bashing homers all over the place. I'd like to think that Bo got a hanging breaking ball, got it out in front a little bit, created some backspin, the ball went over the wall. I like to think that Matt Chapman laid off a pitcher's pitch. The next pitch, he got a ball thigh high middle away, kept the uh, the back elbow up, had a level swing, and that's why the ball went out. Yeah, I'm Kevin, go a guy can my... dream, Candy. Kevin, a guy I... can dream. Don't he... be a dream stealer, man. Come on. A guy can <laughs> I... dream. I, you know, I try to do my homework. I try and put forth an effort when I'm talking to everybody and, and you know, know, what's, know what a little bit's going on. And, and I just think they had better at-bats. They got better pitches to hit. And these guys can hit. If they get good pitches to hit, they're going to score a lot of runs, and we're going to have a lot of fun talking about them. Yeah, this is, uh, I mean, I'll tell you, this is this is really what the doctor ordered for the start of this brief homestand. Really, because let's fair, I'm not going to take anything away from the Mariners. The Mariners are scuffling. You heard Ben, you heard the record. The Mariners are scuffling. The Reds are coming. And the Reds aren't a very good team. This would be a good, this would be a good time to go 6-0 and or 5-1. and I, I mean, any time would be, but this would be, this, this, this would be a good time. This would be a good time to do it. Uh, 416-870-0590, star 5 91 triple eight triple six zero five ninety before we break guys this from ben nicholson smith jordan romano is day-to-day with a non-covid illness per manager charlie montoyo so everybody in the city exhale which would explain kevin why jordan was down in the bullpen today so everybody exhale for the time being uh jordan romano day-to-day with a non-COVID illness per manager, Charlie Montoyo. And, hey, on a day where you find out that Tim Mays has gone on the IL, you know, take all the, take all the That's small mercies. That's good it news. It certainly is. 416-870-0590, star 591, triple eight triple six zero five ninety six two. The Blue Jays beat the Seattle Mariners. Back with more. This is Blue Jays Talk on the Sportsnet Radio Network. There's a smash. Straight away center field. Rodriguez turns around. Goodbye! 
An absolute no-doubter to straightaway center field from the bat of Matt Chapman. And the Blue Jays have their second home run tonight in a 2-0 lead over the Mariners. That was Ben Wagner with the call. Matt Chapman, a long home run, 431 feet into the batter's eye. Center field at the Rogers Center, 6-2 the final score for the Blue Jays over the Seattle Mariners. The lines are still open for a bit. The numbers, 416-870-0590, star 590 on your cell phone. And now, the Bet365 standings update. With Bet365, you can bet in things like player props, totals, or the money line across many different sports. 19-plus, play responsibly, Ontario only. As we take a look at the American League East standings, the Astros and Red Sox are currently tied at two in the top of the seven. The Yankees, ho-hum, beat the Baltimore Orioles 6-2. And the Detroit Tigers beat the Tampa Bay Rays 3-2. So, as we look at the ALE standings right now, the Yankees still setting the pace at 26-9. Tampa Bay... I know. <laughs> 26 and 9. 26 wins in 35 games. My god. Tampa Bay 21 and 15. Toronto is 19 and 17. The O's are 14 and 22. If the Boston Red Sox lose tonight and let's hope they do. Let's be honest. <laughs> let's hope that they lose in the most calamitous fashion possible. Like pestilence and all that stuff. If they lose tonight, they will be a tidy 13 and 22. Nine games under 500. Oof. People will be pulling their hair out. Trade okay. Bogarts. Trade Bogarts right now. Trade everybody. Trade everybody right now. Trade everybody in Boston. Devers. Not quite a, not quite Devers looked real yet. good hitting in front of Laddie, wouldn't he? <laughs> don't start that. What? Just don't start that. We don't, we don't need that right now. Uh, quickly, Ty France came up. Big situations twice in this game. Garcia gets him out. We talked about that with the uh, play by Bichette. Last start of the game, Adam Simber strikes him out. But Kevin Barker, that inning was set up with an error by Santiago Espinal. Jays are playing in the shift. It was Mike Ford at the plate. The ball's hit right to him. I'm thinking double. Listen, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'll put my hand up. I started marking double play down here. The ball gets underneath Espinal. What happened in that play? Well, it was, for me anyway, it wasn't hit right at him. He had he had to go a little bit to his right, but the ball wasn't hit very hard. And who am I to come on here and question Santiago Espinal's defense? He's had a pretty good year. But He's had a pretty he good has. year. I, I, that's his first error of the season. But I will say this, at least for me, he got a little lazy. I, I know he's very comfortable. He works a lot before the game starts on his backhand, and he t- really trusts his backhand. But I bet if you ask him, you know, behind closed doors and ask him, say, hey, do you think you should have got in front of that, he would agree with me and say yes. If I would have shuffled my feet, was a little bit more aggressive with my lower half, I got in front of that, I could have thrown that ball to Chapman. We'd turn that double play. That game would have been over. Everybody would have been happier, especially the guy pitching because he would have gotten out of the inning without any run score. But it is what it is. This is what I say. You play till the last inning. 
you do your best to get in front of those baseballs. The more times you get in front of them, the better chance you got of getting those outs, those key outs late in games. It's just one of those times where he didn't do it. I'm sure we won't see it again. John in Toronto, I want to get to you in a minute, but Kevin, now that we know that Jordan Romano, that it's not a, an arm injury or anything, and the focus on, is on Tim Mays, who went in the IL today, right now, can Ryan Barucki be the guy? No. If Tim Mays to is do, out. To do. For, if, if I, Tim Mays is out. That's, that's, uh, that's strong. I should not have said no. Uh, what we've seen, eighth inning, I wouldn't. Ninth inning, absolutely not. Sixth and seventh inning, uh, if they're, say, you give him a clean inning, you bring him in, there's like he did today, a lefty, a righty, a lefty. I like that. I don't mind that. He's got a mm-hmm. good enough slider. He's got enough giddy up on the heater. If he can throw the heater for strikes and occasionally flip that slider middle away to a lefty in an 0-0 count, yeah. He threw he, a ton he, of sliders he, tonight. He did. He was, he was in love with them. He's in love yeah. with him, which will scare you a little bit when a yep. push comes to shove. You know, if he goes to – say we go to Fenway and we're seeing him there and he throws a uh, – he has to face Devers and a Verdugo. That's a, that's, those are a couple of guys that you're going to have to mm-hmm. command your stuff, be a little better that way. I know Pete Walker put him in positions to, to succeed. I do like his stuff. Occasionally I don't trust that he can throw quality strikes when he needs to to a quality hitter, but may not have a choice. They may have to throw him. John in Toronto, you want to talk about Vladdy Jr.? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I think when uh, a lot of times he comes up uh, to the plate, uh, he's got runners in position. First pitch off the mound, he's swinging at the first pitch. He's not uh, giving the uh, pitcher something to think about. You know, he's not putting any pressure on the pitcher. He just swings at the too often, I noticed uh, this to be his uh, strategy. I think he should wait uh, maybe for the second pitch. Yeah, uh, yeah. Also, uh, I'd like Go to ahead. see the Blue Jays, who haven't been uh, scoring too many runs for about the last 15 games, try and steal a base or, uh, God forbid, bunt. I was a lousy bunter myself. <laughs> Uh, to try and disrupt the infield or the pitcher. And, you know, to me, I, I watch the game and they're standing around on the base, uh, bases like uh, s- statues, you know? Yeah, you know, the thing, John, a couple of things. I mean, it, uh, you know, look, I love base running as much as anybody. It's just not part of the game anymore. Guys don't get paid to do it. I would like to see this team do a little more running because I look at, just about every everybody in this lineup, certainly the top four in this lineup, all take their chances on the bases. Uh, I'd like to see a little more, you know, hit and run stuff like that. But the fact of the matter is the way this team, Kevin, the way this team's swinging the bat right now, hit and run is, I mean, who are you going to put it on with? Alejandro yeah. Kirk probably be the only guy. Tapia, Tapia maybe. He, he, has, he has plate coverage. I, I, John's on to something, though, when it comes to Vladdy. Uh, you know, I, I don't know John. Is John still on the on the line? No, he's not, unfortunately. Okay, well, I know John's listening, though. Uh, J- John, I, I, I know if you were listening to the pregame show on the TV side, uh, they were talking to Charlie Montoyo, and Charlie was mentioning that he had some young guys in his lineup trying to do too much. If you read between the lines, he's talking to one guy. He's not talking to anybody else. He's talking to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. That's who mm-hmm, he's saying is mm-hmm. trying too hard, and that's why you're well, seeing him. Well, who are the other young guys in the team? The only other young guys in the team are Bichette, right? I mean, Teo's not it, young. 
maybe Espinal, but he's not scuffling. Chapman's not young. There's only other. There's only two guys that could be Kevin. Only one guy's really scuffling right now. You're absolutely right. And maybe Alejandro Kirky throwing there too. But if you read between the lines, really the only guy that needs to absolutely get going and feels like he needs to carry the team, especially when Teoscar Hernandez is not in there. You had George Springer twist his ankle a little bit, and now all of a sudden Vladdy thinks it's me against the world. I have to go in there and do everything. And it's it's just one of those processes where sometimes a guy needs to take a little step back and, and understand that he doesn't have to do everything. He's a kid. He's trying to do his best. He's trying to help his team out, help his team go to where they want to go. I believe in Vladdy. I still think Vladdy's one of the best, if not the best, right-handed hitter in baseball. I know some other guys are off the hotter starts. Aaron Judge is one of them, Giancarlo Stanton. But when push comes to shove and he starts zoning in, getting better pitches to hit, Ball comes off of Vladdy's bat better than most guys. Still buying into that. Yeah, listen, I'm 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 with you. I'm with you completely. And and um, you know, I'm wondering. Look, the, the so much of the discussion about the Jays' lineup and batting order, and um, you know, if if you know, we saw a little bit out of bow tonight, and you know, George Springer's going to get on base by hook or by crook a couple of times a game. If Vladdy can get it going, then. You know, the decision to kind of stick with the lineup, uh, you know, it'll pay off. But you kind of introduced a new wrinkle today, too, because, you know, we've always we've we focused on this as being sort of a Vladimir Guerrero Jr. thing and that Vladdy doesn't necessarily want to hit second. Well, maybe there's also an aspect here that Bo Bichette doesn't necessarily want to hit cleanup either. Now, we we at least I do. I think he'd be a good cleanup hitter. I love Bo hitting cleanup. But, you know, one thing we know about Bo Bo knows Bo better than just about anybody else. There you go. And and if 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 this is a thing, then what the hell? Now we've gone from we're keeping the two two core players in the team happy. Then I'd put my hand up and say, go ahead and do it. If, if it's just if funny. Gonna keep, going to keep them both happy, then, then go ahead and do it. Just It's just funny how it didn't last very long. Now, I understand who, who wasn't in the lineup, why they yep. put Chapman in the leadoff spot. They wanted to mix it up a little bit against the lefty to make give that left lefty a little bit, uh, you know, harder row through. That way the lineup's a little bit longer by putting Bo in the cleanup spot. But you could tell those two guys don't like it down there. And when you don't like mm-hmm. it, it gives you something else to think about. And right now they're thinking way too much as it is. And putting that extra little thing is silly as it may sound to the normal fan and to me a little bit. You know, the, just the, the rush thing is a little silly, but that just gives Vladdy a, something else to think about. You really don't want that right now. You want him just – I know how people don't really like hearing it, but you just want him going up there, see ball, hit ball. And when he's like that, he's smiling, he's having fun, everything's working in, in unison, and that's usually when we're seeing the best Vladdy. And obviously this is the way they like the lineup, meaning the players do, and they're going to run with it. Sure, and – Again, it's not to take anything away from the Mariners or the Reds, but uh, let's see how it, let's see how this rolls this week. You know, it's a good let let's see let's see what this looks like. You know, maybe maybe Tay Oscar kind of heats up a little bit here, and and let's see where it goes. But based on what I've seen from Bo lately, you can we we've seen Bo enough. You can tell when Bo's kind of getting there. You you can just tell, and we saw signs of this I think the past couple of games, but. Tonight was, you know, it's nice to use the opposite field. and But you know what? Every now and then, you like to see a guy just turn on a ball and hit a freaking home run. Like, the other stuff's great. And I understand that the right approach can lead to it. But, man, it's nice when a guy steps up and just and just hammers one. 
How about get a strike? It just is. Get a good get a good pitch to hit. If you get a good pitch to hit, because you can do everything that most human beings can't do with a bat in your hand, good things are going to happen. They're going to consistently happen. And I hope, just by what he did tonight, meaning Bo Bichette, he can take that away. And and while he's walking home, going, man, if I just get that breaking ball right down the middle, if I lay off that pitch that's a little away, or that pitch that's a little up, or that two-seamer that's a little in from a righty, sooner or later, they're going to hang me something. And when I hang it, I'm so good that I'm going to hit that baseball hard. And hopefully this is for, this is good things to come. I, I know for certain guys, Jeff, it can't get any worse. It's like Chapman in the nine-game home, uh, road trip was two for 30. Lourdes yeah. on the road trip was three for 31. Like, it can't get much worse. So, you know, you could say that. Well, you could say it can't get any worse. I'm just go out there and start, you know, trying to get better pitches to hit and stay in the big part of the field. I don't want to turn this into a Danny Jansen loving necessarily either, but I got to tell you, that was the first time Jano caught Kikuchi. Pace was good. The decisions were good. You know, I mean, that, that was something I, I'd, I'd thought of. Uh, once you get a guy in a role, now you're introducing another catcher. I'm not surprised because Danny's a pretty good catcher, but I, I think kind of quietly that – you know, that point needs to be made as well. Because it just looked, it looked, you know, not only were, were the results there, the process looked good with Kikuchi, didn't we? We, we had really Dan O'Dowd, we had Dan O'Dowd on Blair and Barker, and didn't he say he was going to be the, he thought he was the best catcher in the American League? And I thought he was, we, we both, oh, in the division, like, in the division. Okay. I mean, the American League East is pretty good. I mean, that's, that's you, you know, you got some decent catchers in the American League East who've been there and done it. A couple it of all-stars can, there. Yeah. Can do it on both sides of the baseball. That's Those are big words. And you're starting to see what he can bring. Just by the setup, by the target he gives, by the wide stance, by allowing Kikuchi to start it at one side of his knee and end up at the other side of the knee, it's an easy thing. But the target's so big, that I can aim at that part and it's going to end up at that part because he sets up early enough and gives me that bigger target that most guys don't do. It's real simple. But when you got a guy on the mound who's searching for some things and trying to figure out who he is and what kind of pitcher he wants to be, what better way than to look up, you know, like a big giant barn door back there because he's a big target, he gives it to him early, and he does it with confidence. There's a lot to that, and you know, it's we were sort of hard on D- Danny last year, but Danny's came a long way. He he got a chance to go to the minor leagues and work on his swing. That looks a lot better. He looks a lot more confident, and the defensive side of it, he's been really good. He's a big asset to this team when he's in the lineup. Yeah, as we said, it just things just look better. The the, the process looks better, um, and and that's yeah. I happen to think that still that still counts. Uh, that still counts for something. So. The Jays, 6-2 winners over the Seattle Mariners, the first of three games. 28,207, a nice crowd on hand. The roof is open. Was open, I should say. Closed now. But it was open for the game. So we know that this is something, if you're coming out to a Jays game, check ahead of time. Make sure you, uh, you know, bring a jacket to, to, to stay a little warm here. It does get a little nippy. But it was nice to have the roof open. Nice to have a good... Good crowd in a Monday night, and really nice, really nice to see a couple of home runs and the pitching we saw from Yusei Kikuchi. We're going to run in a minute, Kevin. 97.1 miles per hour he topped out at tonight, striking out um, Steven Souza. He's throwing, he's throwing to people like he's mad at him, which will tell you he's not worried about his mechanics anymore. He's figured that out. Now it's go time, Jeff. Yes, go it is. Time. Yes, it is. 
Thanks for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, served up by the always-ready Jack Link's Meat Snacks. Feed your wildside baseball fans. Remember Blair and Barker tomorrow from 10 to noon Eastern. On Sportsnet 360, the Leafs are going to be doing their availability on the radio. We'll be on Sportsnet 360. So, for all of us here at the Rogers Center, thanks for joining us. Have a great rest of your evening. We'll chat tomorrow.